Alrighty. Right. Here we go. Alright, this is the Gearhead Review Podcast, episode numero three. Johnny, how you doing, buddy? Oh, buddy, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's just the two of us today. Just, just the two of us. Two. I was, you know, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was just thinking when you said that. <laughs> uh, you want to fire us off? Start it off with the news today. Oh, the news, the news. Uh, we don't have any. None? No news to report? No news. Uh, nothing has happened. Um, we actually, the, the world has stopped spinning since last week, so um, <laughs> it's just a repeat. Just repeat just of everything. A, just, we, just okay, so we need to pull up last week's news. Last week's news. <laughs> no, okay, all right, I'll get into this. Um, you really want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, fine, yeah. I'll go first then. Okay, uh, ladies and gents. <clears throat> so the first thing that I had pulled up today is, you're not going to believe this, 2017 in-car office available in Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Ooh. Now, you're probably wondering what the heck is that? Okay, uh, so Microsoft is uh, getting bed, as they say, with Mercedes-Benz, and what it is, it's going to be a program that's integrated into the vehicle, so then you can plan, your, you can schedule your work, um, call meetings, and, you know, just other, you know, stuff like that, and also you can have your meeting location set up in the car via your work calendar. So, uh, instead of Microsoft building its own autonomous car... Um, they figured, well, you know, to build a car from scratch, that's a lot more difficult. So we figured we'll find a, you know, highly representative car automaker and then just, you know, maybe we'll just say, hey, can we like be kind of buds for a while? Can we be friends? Can we business pals for a while? (laughs) You know, um, but no, the, uh, the new in-car office, um, will be available in 2017 in some of the new S-Class and G-Class SUVs. Um, and then, uh, and then going to the Lara models, um, at a later date. Um, now, of course, this is uh, um, bring up a lot of awareness because you know there's a lot of people out there that are not very keen on Microsoft products and their computers and operating systems. So one of the major questions is, what if you're driving down the road and the computer crashes? Mm. And and because it's integrated into the rest of the computer, it would uh, you know maybe cause the vehicle to turn off or malfunction. So that is a problem that is being brought up. Kind of like when your Microsoft computer shuts off and doesn't update by itself. Like yeah, this. yeah, just like that. Exactly. Just like it did but today. Now, imagine that, but just being in your car and you're doing seventy miles an hour down the it highway. Shuts off. Oh, yeah. I'm performing an update for you. Yeah, and you're like, no, 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 no. wait, I got to turn, I got to turn, I got to turn. No, so that is a um, so that is something that is uh, you know, it is a very important factor. Uh, Microsoft is easing into the transition, so they're not going full force with this new uh, new technology. They're going to just start putting bits and pieces in and just kind of see how it goes with it. Um, um, besides of Mercedes-Benz, Microsoft also is working with um, uh, Harman and Volvo to bring them a handful of features in their new Volvo vehicles. <laughs> so I know Volvo has been, you know, they, you know, they've kind of been in the shadows for a few years, and yeah. they're really trying to step up their game. Well, it's like we said it on the other episode. Yes. They, they became, uh, they're coming out with new engine yes. uh, platforms and everything, uh, yep. going hybrid. It's Yeah, so Volvo is really stepping up their game. back. Yeah, and um, but yeah, so pretty much like I said, it will bring um, the Microsoft um, the Microsoft in car office will uh, be integrated into the Mercedes Benz dashboard. So I imagine from you know we ha- we don't have any you know real concrete stuff yet, but from what we can tell, it will be like you know steering wheel controls or voice command, and then you can schedule in work you know a meeting or you know hey we're gonna meeting place 
yada yada yada. Listen to the Gearhead review Sunday. Yeah, as afternoon. I'm as I'm on the way to my meeting. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, just like that. Yeah, <laughs> see, I like that. So I'm plug that in. So, uh, um, okay, uh, you got you got your next bit. I got a couple things. Uh, people are gonna think I'm going biased to Ford this week because that's almost all I got. Um, Ford has. Wait, le- ladies and gentlemen, I do oh. want to just let you know he does have Ford emblem tattooed on the back of his neck. We're bringing that up. Yes, we're bringing that up. I was young and dumb, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I can't believe you that. <laughs> um, anyway, hey, um, hey, Ford fan, man. Going over the 2017 Ford Fusion Sport. Um, they have come out with this to try to. They've they've lost some sales with the new body style, so they're coming out with something to boost the, the sales of the Fusion. Um, they come with a 2.7 liter twin turbo V6, which also comes with the F150 Edge Sport, everything like that. Now, what is, what does that mean? What does that mean to me? What do you mean? What does that mean to you? I mean, you know, this you know this new Fusion, new engine and stuff. I mean, what, what does that mean? Well. What do you mean? Like, I don't understand your question. Well, no. I mean, is this going to be an improvement? Is it? Gonna... Well, they're, they're, it's a new. It's a new package for the Fusion. Oh, oh, okay. So it's a completely new package. Yes. Okay. It, it, it's they, they haven't had a sports package before. Yeah. Um, the, the the older models, like they came up until two thousand eleven, twelve, had the sport package, but it was all it was all just trim and cosmetics. Yeah, cosmetics. Got this it. this one's actually getting a bump in horsepower and oh. all drive. Um, like I said, they're, they're using the same engine that they've used in the F-150 the last couple of years and the Ford Edge Sport. Um, well, it weighs just as much in F-150, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, it's 325 horsepower and 380 foot-pounds of torque. Wow. Which is going to be very impressive in that Fusion. They're already kind of nimble and sporty themselves, the ones I've driven in there. Wow. Now, are they going to have that same feature as the, um, uh, um, as the Taurus with the whole key thing? You know, on their on their SHO models, do you know? Like the Ford Mikey? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Mikey. Yeah, the Mikey you could set, like, um, say you have a young driver in the house. You don't want them to drive the 325 horsepower right. soccer mom vehicle. Yeah. Old Timmy um, isn't quite uh, used to all that power. Exactly. Yet. 16 years old does not need 325 horsepower. Yeah. He thought his um, 5 horsepower go-kart was off. <laughs> but, the, you, yeah, the, all the Fords come with uh, the Mikey where you can set a governed speed limit. You can set where oh. the car doesn't go into gear. Until you latch a seatbelt, um, and there's tons of other features. You know, I've always thought about that. What if the, the the speed gets set and the horsepower gets set? But what happens if there's like a real emergency and you've really got to get somewhere fast, and, and you're just it. like, I'm stuck at fifty five. I got to go. Shouldn't have got that speeding ticket two days after you got your driver's license, Timmy. <laughs> there you go. Um, going forward with the fusion, yeah. Um, 5.3 seconds, 0 to 60, which is pretty impressive. That's not bad. Um, That's that is actually 0.5 seconds quicker than the current generation Ac- uh, Honda Accord V6. Okay. Um, that's kind of like its competition, really. Yeah, that's really what they're going... I mean, they're... Basically what they're going against, they're going after the Mazda 6, Chevy Malibu, Honda Accord. Okay. That's what they're deadheading at. Right. But this thing's going to be a little pricey. Base price, $34,350. Mm. A little steep for my pockets. Um, That's for a Fusion? For a Fusion, yes. My goodness. But uh, moving on into my tattooed Ford segment, um, <laughs> to talk about the, <laughs> the Ford Mustang Shelby GTE. Oh, this thing's pretty good looking. If I can find my link that I have pulled up for this thing. There it is. Um, 
basically it's it's a trim package um, like That's Shelby it? likes to do every year. I mean, it's get a small bump in horsepower. Okay. Uh, one thing I really liked is Shelby's allowing you to get this package in the four cylinder two point three liter. Okay. Or the five liter. Oh, okay. So it, it's it's just you know Ford trying to push the, the two point three a little harder. Um, I need. I still believe they need to come out with an SVO. Yeah. You can't come back with a turbo four cylinder in the Mustang and not call it an SVO. Right. With that hood scoop off to the side. You, you need it. So I think if they want to push this, that, that's where they need to go. They need to go the SVO back. Bring it back. Mm-hmm. Please, Ford. Hear, well, I mean, my, hear I mean, my prayers. I mean, they brought the Boss back. I mean, they brought yeah, the, the, the Mach 1. And one thing I really thought that they did well with the Boss 302 and Mustang talk. Here sure, we go. Yeah. Um, they, they only did the Boss 302 for a few years. Yeah. Because if they continued to make it, just like they're not making a GT500 right. Right, as of right now. Um, I believe there's talks of bringing it back, but they're just doing the GT350. Got it. Because that way it allows it to stay a collector's car. Yeah. You know, there's so many of them. It's yeah. just, oh, well, I can go get it's one like, whatever. I got a Mustang GT. Oh, that's cool. One of the 7,000 that were made this month. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it's not as big of a collector's item. But um, when you have the Boss 302, just, I mean, think of how li- how many you saw at the beginning. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen one on the road in years. No. Um, no. And it's sad because it's like my dream. But... Anyway, um, one other bit of news I pulled up from Auto Week, which I kind of, I drive a lot, so I wanted to bring this up. Okay. Not only is it annoying, it's unsafe. Okay. Driving in the left lane. Oh, man. Are we, oh, are we about to get on that? Yeah. Oh. I saw it, and I was like, you know what? We're talking about this. Okay, all right. Whoever's listening to this, I want to know if you're driving in the left-hand lane. There probably are. <laughs> if you are, get over. Okay? Unless you're doing 90 miles an hour, and you just, you know, you're late to work... Get over, okay? The left lane no, 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 is called a passing lane. No, so you can pass it's people. a travel lane, it's Travis. It's a passing lane, so you can pass But people. it is a travel lane. It is not a travel lane. It, it is a passing lane. You, you are traveling to a destination via oh, the left passing lane. Passing somebody. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in Florida, it is a state law. Yes. If you don't, I mean, if you don't pass somebody within a mile, you can get a ticket for it. Wow, really? And so you will get I know a that was already a law in Ohio when I had lived there. Um, but it's, I mean, that, that's what it's there for. It's so you can pass the slower traffic. When you pass somebody, when right. you see the hole that's safe, move back over. But, I mean, you realize, right, I have done probably more passing in the right-hand lane than I actually have in the left. Well, it's because most people don't leave the left-hand lane. <laughs> they set the cruise at 65 right. and the speed limit's 70, and they sit in the left-hand lane. But everyone's just trying to be green and trying to just, you know, no. draft everybody. Well, then go to the right lane. <laughs> The one problem I do have with the left lane is um, when I had to work, I get into a little bit of traffic. Yeah. And I'll be in a pack of cars. We're all going 70, 75. Sure. Everyone's just cruising. There's nowhere to move. And you get the one guy that thinks it's your fault that mm. you're not moving over. Mm. Even though you have nowhere to go. Mm. I had that happen to me a few times. That does irritate yeah. me. Yeah. But when you're on a normal driving conditions, pass and then move back over. Yeah. It's safe. Safer. Yeah. It's not. It's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna make somebody lose their mind, and for some reason, flashing your headlights at them, they they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're just saying hello. Yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, just general speed on the highway itself is important as well because uh, I do believe there's certain places on I four. Uh, I, I don't know in ninety five, but I do know on I four there's a couple places where it says minimum speed. Yeah. You know, 
Um, and I do believe that is uh, that is another safety factor as well, just because you know everyone who's traveling at 70, 75, I mean, you even get a pack traveling at 80 every now and then, mm. and then there's a guy doing 40, 45. Yeah. You know, um, you're, you're in your groove, you're cruising, you right. got your cruise set, you're, you're listening to music, and then you're coming right. up on the sky like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be someone at a standstill, it could be just someone just not traveling, you know, the, the speed that they at least should be minimum, and, and that can cause problems. That's what a lot of these new cars are coming out with, that on-guard old, I'm going semi-truck talk here, but the, the on-guard system that basically when it sees that car ahead of you, it back screws off by yourself because we can't do it ourselves. We need right. a computer to do it. Right. For God knows what reason. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, what do you want to jump on next, Mr. Johnny? i tell you what. Well, as we're talking about safety, I would like to get into a topic that we are probably... Everyone is guilty, whoever has a cell phone and whoever... High five. No, I wasn't high five. And I, oh, I was raising I, my hand. I, you know, I, I, I just want to go for I'm a high guilty. five. That's okay. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> um, we all have a cell phone and we all drive. Okay. Texting and driving. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I mean, what, okay, first of all, let me ask, why is it dangerous? Why is texting and driving dangerous? Taking our off the road. Simple. Right. Now, tell me, what is the difference between texting and driving and driving drunk? Well, I mean, not much of one. Not really. Because um, in a way, it's, it is different. But right. But you're still not 100% dedicated to the road. Right. Looking at everything, monitoring what's going on. Right. Now, they've actually, statistics have shown that it's actually worse um, texting and driving than it is driving drunk. Now, yeah, I'm, not, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying to go out and drive drunk. That's not what I'm no. saying here. But what I'm saying is because when you're alert, you think, oh, okay, well, everything is fine. I'm good. I can just reply to a message real quick. Everything will be fine and dandy. When you're drunk, you know, you've been drinking or over the limit, whatever, um, you know, you, you know, you're trying to be on your game, but you, you know, you're really well, it's, it's, uh, yeah. talk to everyone that you know, that's ever had a DUI. Yeah. They always say, I oh, mean, I was, I was minding my P's and Q's. Yeah. I was dead. I was paying attention, but somehow still swerving. That's yeah. Cause you're under the influence. Right. You don't know what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> but, but because we're, you know, we're not under any sort of influence and we're just driving, but just replying to a message, we think we're quick enough to where we can keep an eye on the road and keep the eye on the screen, but it really isn't. Well, I mean, even something as simple as changing a song on your phone. Yes. I've, I have Bluetooth in my truck and I listen to music off of my phone. Right. And there's times where I look down, change a song, and look up, and I hear, book, 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 you know, you're hitting the rumble strips. Yeah. You know, I've, I've done it just changing one song. It, yeah. It's that quick. Yeah, I, I even get afraid of sneezing sometimes. Sneeze, like, that's my ultimate fear. Yeah, you know, Every, sneezing. Oh, yeah. You ever want to hold one back or coming up to a red light? Yeah, you're like, oh, wait, is it... <laughs> yeah, it's it's my ultimate fear. Because um, can you imagine that you get pulled over and the cop says, "Do you know what? Why do you run that red light?" And you say, "I sneezed." You, you know, he's not going to go for it. No, he's not going to. I sneezed. You. Seriously, officer, I did. Yeah, yeah. I have this constant dream in my head that I'm going to just sneeze right at the beginning of a red light and just plow into it. Like, I mean, I'm in a half ton pickup truck. Right. I'm just thinking I'm going to plow into like a Prius. Yeah, which would be funny. But then sad because I don't want to hurt anybody. Right. <laughs> but um, but no, uh, real quick on that though, just some uh, quick statistics here. I, w- I want to make this to where you guys really know this is serious. Um, a AAA poll um, was made and uh, 11 teenagers die per day. This is from texting and driving. Oh. 11 teens in the United States die per day from texting and driving. Uh, 94% of teens that drive know it's bad. 35% admit doing it anyway. So even though that they know it's dangerous, they still do it anyway because they think they're slick and they can get away with it. 
Um, well, remember the the constant. <coughs> the, I, I remember when we phones texting all came out. Yeah, and uh, my older brother. What the T nine text input? Well, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> but my older brother, I man, I hate to pick on him, but I'm going to. Um, his his excuse was always, "I can do it without looking. I can oh. text without looking." Right. Which it, on the older phones, I could I could almost give you. Let's I could see. text without even looking. Let's see. At. It's three taps on the yeah. one to get to three, see. Three, three, <laughs> five, five. No, it's um. But I honestly can say you could do that. I'm not saying it's right, right, but you could do that. But even when you're doing that, you still have to look down, make sure you're not texting right. to who you're talking to. Exactly. Right. exactly. <laughs> so, but that was always the first first excuse was, oh, I don't have to look at it. Yeah. I, I just I can drive without. I can I just text without even looking at it. So. Yeah. Um. Twenty twenty one percent of teen drivers involved in fatal accidents were distracted by cell phones. Um, uh, another one, uh, general, um, general cell statistics, um, a national safety council reported that cell phone use while driving led to 1.6 million crashes a year. And that's in the United States. Uh, US alone? Yeah, US. Uh, one out of every four car accidents in, in the United States is caused by texting and driving. So people, please. Um, I know it's something you feel like you can get away with. You know, you're you know you're pretty quick. Maybe you got a little more better reaction time than somebody else uh, than more, most people. But even still, um, just be more you know be more aware of your surroundings. Because the fact is, it, it might not even be you hitting someone. Maybe it might be you catching the glimpse of some car tumbling towards you behind you. You know, and you had the ability to step on the gas and get out of the way out of harm's way, but because you were texting, you still get hit. So it is, you know, no matter what the scenario is, um, just you know, it can wait. You know, you know, if you, if it is an absolute emergency, just call the person, or if you have to pull over, pull over and just text yeah. it real quick. It's and, it's just as simple as that. And how many times while you're driving do you, you have something? In, I mean, it's not every day, it's not all the time, but um, I can name a, a million times that it's happened that you you're driving. And you got a road gator. Right. You got some construction cones been nicked by another car. You got to swerve. Someone has a plastic bag that's about to go underneath your car. And you're like, ha, don't, don't go in my grill. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that we, we do everything we can to avoid a plastic bag? Well, me personally, one, <laughs> if it lands on my exhaust, it stinks. Right, true. If it goes into my ra- into my grill and onto my uh, AC condenser or my radiator. Yeah, it blocks it, the cooling. blocks, blocks yeah. air. Uh, it, I, I just hate it. Yeah, and every time I go, every time I go drive by one, I was looking rear view and just see it, see it, float, like, make, go, make sure it floats go, away, going like a tumbleweed down yeah. the highway. Um, but I mean, just last week when I was driving, I was in a lot of rain. We had that hur- I guess you can call it a hurricane, if you will. Um, yeah, okay. A heavy rain, heavy rainstorm. That's a what heavy we'll rainstorm. What we'll call it. Okay. Um, but I was coming on, on on the interstate, and a Jersey barrier had been moved over oh. from an accident on the other yeah. it was, it was eastbound side. I was okay. heading westbound. Well, actually, I was heading south. They were heading north. Right. We, we'll get into that. <laughs> we won't <one>. get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, a Jersey barrier had been pushed in my lane, and I, at the last minute, had to wow. go okay. around it. And I'm doing 65. If I'm wow. looking at my phone and I don't see that, you would have game it. over. Yeah. I'm, I'm going through the windshield. Yeah. There's, there's nothing going to stop me from that. Yeah. So it's just... That's the way, I mean, I, I, I'm i a victim of it. I've done it myself. I, I still, from time to time, catch myself doing it. Yeah. But I, that's how I justify to myself I need to stop. Yeah. Is how many times I've seen something that's taken my last second reflexes right. to get out of it. 
And so just think of it that way. You know, you that you could be just pushing a, a send button on your phone and yeah. then look up and then there's a road gator in. Right. Exactly. Destroy your car or get in a wreck. Yeah. You know. And so. and if, and that was one of the things that I noticed. Um, you know, I noticed a lot with when we went back to um, we went back to England uh, last year. Was <clears throat> uh, it was my second time driving over there since I've moved to the United States. And what I noticed was over there, because everything is so much more uh, tight and the roads are a little more, you really, really, really have to pay attention. I noticed here, because we do a lot more driving than most other countries, mm-hmm. um, we get on long, straight, boring roads. And, you know, you, you get bored and you're like, well, I'm going to check Facebook real quick. No one who ever drove 95 in Georgia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so, yes, I understand that it's, you know, that's why you want to do that. Um, but when I was in England, though, we d- you didn't have a chance. I mean, even think about changing the radio, you know, because it was, you know, you're going around a roundabout and then you're switching to the next lane and then you're, you know, you're doing this and you're, you're yielding to someone else. And then it's, you know, it's just all over the place. So um, that's I can see where it's acceptable here because it, the roads are uh, they're bigger, they're you know more open. Um, you know, you have your you know lots of stoplights, and so I can see where the opportunity is. Oh, well, let me send a text real quick. Oh, let me do a Snapchat real quick, you ladies. I've seen ladies do it on countless occasions. Snapchat while driving. Hey, hey! Oh my gosh, the dog face. <laughs> Uh, Johnny's gonna get us in trouble. But yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, especially Snapchat came out with the beautiful idea where we're gonna put your speed, yes, you know, the speed filter, so now, you can see how fast you're snapping. Yeah, see, you know what? The the only way I can see that cool is if um, passenger, uh, yeah, a really fast car. If you was a passenger in a really fast car and you could Snapchat, you was doing two hundred and three miles an hour. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That, and, and that would be down the drag strip. That wouldn't be. Um, oh, of course, that not wouldn't, highway, it, it no. wouldn't be down a, uh, a would public you, highway. Why would you even say that? I mean, yeah. I, just, I figured that's what you were talking about. <laughs> um. Oh, all right. So, um, I right, so moving on. You good with putting a lid on that? Yeah, yeah. All okay. Right. So, I right, everyone listening, you got that? My listeners here, you uh, just wait. No, they were responding to a tweet, so they they didn't get it. Oh, oh, okay. Um, or when you're done tweeting, you know, good, you know. Just jump back in. Yeah, jump back in. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, so, did you want to go over the uh, the pre checks? Yeah, oh, that's. Yeah, I would love to. Okay, because I, I mean, um, I know, I know, it's you know one of your specialties. Well, um, one thing that a lot of us don't do, and um, it it's one thing that can help safety, um, helps the longevity of your vehicle, um, and helps with basic car performance in general. Um, is before you drive to work or you, um, before you drive on a, a long road trip or anything like that, is checking your car over. Check your fluids, and I'm going to get more in detail on it, just wait. Check your fluids, check your lights, tires, belts, um, anything like that, because... No, but my car's brand new, though. Why should I? Sh- I have a brand new F-150. I check my oil once but a week. It's brand new. It shouldn't be burning oil. Well... <laughs> This is a fun fact to that. Okay. If first, if um, like my truck is is a it's okay. It's a 2014. It's not brand new. Right. It's got 40,000 miles on it. Okay. I'm about to approach the 60,000 miles where my powertrain warranty is going to expire. Oh boy. So if I keep so, an eye on my so you're vehicle, gonna sell it? No. You, should, I, you probably should. I'm not gonna sell it. <laughs> um, if you keep an eye on your vehicle and you you find a, an issue early enough yeah. and you track it. That way, if a failure does happen at 70,000 miles, 75, you can prove 
that you've been tracking it since 40,000 miles. Right. So like like you had explained to your one friend with the, the Audi, I believe, yes. was burning oil. Yes. He caught it early. Right. You know, got with Audi and explained what's going on. They documented it. Yep. And he was able to get the warranty coverage on the engine rebuild. Yeah. For free. Yeah, exactly. And because he tracked it. So that's my biggest thing and, and one reason why I go to Ford often for oil changes and things like that is you've got to make sure your warranty is on point because they, yeah. they will try in every way, shape, or form to not give you your warranty. Yeah, because, I mean, in all honesty, I'm not saying anything bad about the manufacturers, but if there's a way that they can, you know, maybe a couple hundred... Blame somebody or, else. Yeah, blame <laughs> someone else. Oh, yeah, sorry, sir. Oh, madam, yeah, there's nothing we can do about that. Um, yeah, that'll be about $9,000, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, don't rebuild engines anymore. We replace them, so it's, that's for some... It's And it's more expensive now than it has ever been, but... yeah. But I guess getting a little more in detail on that, um, the like once a week, check your oil. Okay. Check your transmission fluid. Yep. You're, you're there. You might as well do everything. Okay, no, wait, hang on. Uh, how do you uh, check transmission fluid? Transmission fluid, you need to have the, to have an if, accurate if reading. If you still have a dipstick. If you have a dipstick. If you have a Chrysler, you don't have one. you got to contact your dealer. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, that still gets me. Um, anyway, the, the proper way to check your transmission fluid is... Car into operating temperature. Okay. In neutral. Okay. That's you're gonna get your most perfect reading. Wait, the car has to be running. Running in neutral. Oh, it has to be running. Running in neutral. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, that's good point. Good point. Good point. Yes. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. I yes. wouldn't have ever brought that up. Yeah. Um, check your oil. Check your transmission fluid. Mm. For those of you who have a manual transmission, you don't have a dipstick. Yeah. You have a fill and a drain and fill plug. Yeah. You just pull that drain or that fill plug out. Stick your finger in. If you can get your first knuckle, if you feel oil, yeah. the only first knuckle depth on your index finger, it's what I do. Yeah. If you feel oil, you're good. Okay. You don't want to overdo it. It'll just leak out the plug until right. it gets to where it wants to be. Right, exactly. But um, check your washer fluid. Yeah. We live in Florida. Uh, How many times I've had bugs hit my windshield, I can't get them off. Yeah. And exactly. check, make sure your washer fluid's always full. Okay. Um, I, 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 can I do tires? You can do tires, but I'm not there yet. Okay, all right. I want to do uh, tires. I want to do a little fun fact about brake fluid. Oh, okay. Yes, let's hear One. that. Brake fluid. I know it strips paint if you spill it. It does. <laughs> um, it is recommended to clean or recycle your brake fluid in your vehicle every three to five years. Yes. That is recommended. Especially um, here in Florida because it's so, of the heat. Because yeah. of the heat and the moisture. Now, brake fluid is almost impossible to boil. Okay. Um, but it does need to be recycled. It gets dirty. Unless you're in a race car. Unless you're in a race car, then you got to do it every week. No, but <laughs> um, you do need to keep. You need to re um, get it replaced. I mean, okay. it, it does break down. It can cause a leak. It can. It can yeah. break. You know, you have as many fittings and pressure lines going to everything yeah. on these new cars. You know, you, anything to help it out. Right. And um, one thing when you're looking at your brake fluid, okay. Under normal conditions, your brake fluid will go down over time. Okay. Just. May verify you do not have a leak. Keep an eye on it if it gets lower. Right. But normally, as your brake pads wear, your caliper is going to go farther. It's going to have to push farther to have the brake pad hit the rotor. Right. So that is going to cause more fluid to come out of the reservoir and go into the lines and stay in the That's lines. why it's called a reservoir. That's why it's called a reservoir. Right. For the because, reserve of yes. the fluid so that it needs. I cannot tell you how many times where when I was a mechanic and I would <laughs> pull someone's car under the line and they'd be like, my brake fluid's still low and you were just working on 
<laughs> well, ma'am, that's because your car needs brakes in about next couple months. Right. I'm not going to put brake fluid in it, so that way when I do a brake job, I spill brake fluid all it over your engine. Because once you press your piston and your caliper, yep. it's going to put brake fluid everywhere. <laughs> so just keep an eye on your brake fluid. Yeah. It doesn't always need to be topped off. Don't, right. let's, don't, don't let anyone take it Now, what about the... Uh, do you know what causes the fluid to be dirty versus clean? Like, you know how, how it kind of turns like a funny color? And then, Brown color? Yeah. It's, it's heat and use. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I've always like, well, what I'm putting in is clear, and what's coming out is a funny color. Yeah, it's just, it's, it, everything's getting hot. I yeah. Mean, think of it, it's metal to metal. Yeah. And you're going from 60 to zero. That's yeah. metal to metal contact. Metal to metal, and, you know, you're putting it under extreme amount of pressure, yeah. and, yeah. Especially with, you know, ABS cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you can go ahead. You can go ahead on tires. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So we've done that. All right. Well, now tires, guys. Now here's the thing. A lot of people uh, take for granted their tires. You know, they're just bits of rubber that are wrapped around a wheel, and that's it, right? But let me tell you a couple of things. Um, we're going to go into pressure, tread depth, and dry cracking, especially here in Florida. Um, there's a lot of blowouts that I see um, from dry cracking, and the reason why is because being here in Florida, uh, we get, it's the, actually the heat that destroys the tire almost sometimes faster than the actual use. Mm -hmm. So if you have a vehicle that you're not really driving that many miles, but it does sit around, the heat alone will destroy the tire. So just please keep that in mind. Um, another thing is your tread depth. Um, if you know the penny trick, you know, um, just check the inside, the middle, and the outside of your tire with a penny uh, to check its depth. Um, or if you actually have a proper tire depth gauge, then that's also, of course, that's a lot better. But um, the old penny trick, I think it's like halfway up the penny, I think, or half mm. or quarter of the way up the penny, you're still pretty good. And it's always important, little fun fact, always check in three spots. Yes. Um, I mean, you can have a regular wear from your tire, yep. and you're just checking the outside, and then you're... You're, you're like, oh, my tires are great. Oh, I'm great. But, but on the inside. you look in the inside, it looks like someone just had a roller around the inside while right. you were driving. And it's just sitting there going up and down, and you're about ready to blow. Right, exactly. Um, so you always check your tires in three different places. Okay, got it. Perfect. Um, yeah, because also, like, you know, uh, um, tire wear can happen from, you know, so many different things. One, having a uh, poor alignment, steering alignment on your vehicle, which Correct. can be front or rear. Just letting you know, it can mm -hmm. be front or rear. You can have a bad alignment issue. Um, second thing is can be your shocks. Um, if you have worn out shocks, um, it can cause the tire to bounce, and then that causes an uneven wear. Ball joints. Yeah, ball joints. All that good fun jazz. Um, tie rod ends. Yeah, tie rod ends. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we can keep uh, going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can keep going. Um, also, another thing is tire pressures. Now I know today a lot of newer cars have tire pressure and monitoring systems. So. You know, you can just buy a button, you can check it. But now, say for you guys on the older vehicles that um, don't have those systems, um, you know, try to, uh, you know, uh, not say try to, um, look at your owner's manual, see what the owner manual for the vehicle actually says for tire pressure to run, but also check the tire manufacturer um, recommended tire pressure as well. Um, I've found I, I tend to use the tire manufacturer's PSI, uh, pressure when cold. Uh, versus the uh, uh, the manufacturer. Um, I know there was a big thing with, um, I think it was uh, Goodyear and um, uh, the Ford Explorer way back in the day. Oh, I'm not getting into that. Yeah, no, no, we won't get into that. I um, own a Ford Explorer, yeah. I'm so angry about that. <laughs> but uh, but one, one thing I kind of want to get on tire pressure, um, I, I try to at least before, I try to remember every time before I get in my truck, I do a walk around. Yeah. 
I look. Yeah. And, I, I just do a quick lights and, br- and tire check. Yep. Because one, it's going to save me a ticket if I have a brake light out yes. or something out. And two, if I can see a tire looks low, and how many times have you been driving on the highway and you see a guy's car's leaning? Oh yeah, because it's oh, steer tires, uh, yeah, or yeah. it's bulging. Exactly, you're getting, you got a tire ready to blow. You're just saving yourself from an accident, right? And that, that's before I get in my truck. I always do a lap. Yeah, I start it, let it idle for a minute. I always let it come down off a high idle. Yeah, and then I go on my business. I mean, business. and I tell you what, one thing I wanted to point out was just this week alone, um, I have noticed a lot of people driving down the road with a popped hood. Like a the, popped hood. Yeah, like it's it's popped. You know, like they like they pulled it. Like they were maybe trying to pull the gas cap or uh, or, or, or the emergency brake lever, and they pulled the the hood release. And you know, like it pops up on the first click. And I've noticed that a lot this week. I've just noticed. I'm just like, wow. Public service announcement. Yes. Check your hoods. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, that, that's part of the walk around. Have a walk around. Yeah. Make sure your hood's down. Your trunk is down. You know, I mean, make sure those things are there. Um, make sure all your lug nuts are present. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All you race cars out there, you don't need to take one off for weight reduction. Yes. No, 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 no. Just, just because you have a five lug, that means you can convert to a four lug, okay? No. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, tire depth. Um, please check your tire pressures. Um, I mean, you can get a, um, a tire pressure gauge really cheap anywhere nowadays in a, or a parts store, even a gas station. And most gas stations have um, where it's a, a, pre- a compressor that fills it and yep. it also checks it. Yes. And most gas stations are free now. Yes. I and mean, a lot of gas... I go to Wawa here, it's free. Yeah. And and then one more quick thing. For any of you who uh, buy used tires, um, just in case if for some reason you know, you're a little low on money of the month or been for a couple months and you're like, man, I, I know I need new tires, but I just can't afford brand new ones. Um, when you're out hunting for uh, used tires at any used car, uh, used car place... Um, there will be a DOT number on the side of that tire. Um, it, so it's usually a four-digit four number. The, um, the, the, the first two numbers denotes the week mm-hmm. uh, that tire was manufactured of the year. And then the second two numbers is the actual year. So if it says uh, 38 of 12, like th- uh, 3812, that means that that tire was manufactured the 38th week of 2012. So if we're in 2016 and you're buying a tire that says that, that tire is already four years old. And like I said, dry cracking is one of the big things with tires that are just, you know, the tires that aren't run on, they're just sat around for a while. So just keep that in mind. Also, also if you're buying brand new tires, I've known uh, some, you know, uh, oh, yeah. some older, some, uh, some tire shops, they get away with selling you old tires that no, they're, they're new, but they've been sitting on the shelf for over a year. Yeah. So, you know, that's, I mean, they, they hate that, and I know, you know, they probably don't want to say in that, but it's uh, something to check into. Um, one thing I kind of, uh, just plugging on that, I, I want to pop an idea in my head. Looking at your tire sizes, um, yes. it is very important to verify when you're buying tires, you're going to either OEM spec or if you've got a race car that you're building, you know, just do your research. Uh, make sure your rim is going to work with your tire. Yeah. Uh, first time I lifted my truck, I didn't listen to someone that tried telling me that. Yep. And I had a 33-1250 on a 8.5 wide rim. Right. So my tire was sucked in and it <laughs> weared wrong. Yeah. And you got to make sure you always want to have two inches. You're in, you're, you always want your rim to be at least two inches narrower than your tire. Okay. Um, but I just want to go over because a lot of people don't know this. Like my tires, like I said, were 33 inches Tall, 12 and a half inches wide. See, I had the complete opposite problem. My tire was not wide enough for the rim. 
Oh, you're stretching. Yeah. So I, so I, I didn't, uh, poor judgment. I didn't look it up. I, uh, I bought a two twenty five forty eighteen tire for a nine and a half inch wide rim. Yeah. So I ended up stretching the tires, which again, that is, you know, that's not, it's not it caused damage to, to rims. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I just want to explain, cause a lot of people don't know this. Um, uh, when you look at a tire size, just as an example, a P two Oh five 55 R 16. The P means it's a passenger side tire, a passenger, not passenger tire, not passenger side, my yes. bad, a passenger tire, which is just a normal everyday car. And then you're also going to have an LT, which stands for a light truck. Yeah. This is a truck tire. It's meant to ha- be able to handle heavy loads, and it can deal with the weight and the heat that loads are going to create on that tire. 205 is the width of the tire. Right. It is, um, the, uh, the way they measure it is 25.4 millimeters per one inch. So the measurement varies depending on the rim that you put on it. But basically, the tire sits with no rim on it to 205. Right. Your 55 is the ratio of the height of the tire. It's the from, percentage. Yeah, the percentage of the height of the tire from the wheel to the top of the tire. There's actually two figures that bring into that number. Yep. And then your R, it just means the... Um, Radius. Radial construction. B means belted bias. Um, and D is diagonal bias. 16 is your wheel size. Everyone knows that. And then 89... H is what you'll see on the end of some tire numbers. 89 stands for the load index and speed rating. And the H stands for um, the speed, maximum speed rating that's allowed on yes. the tire. You can go from A all the way to Z. Z everyone here heard of a Z-rated tire. Yeah, um, that's because they're meant for uh, over 100 and, was it 180? And actually... 190 plus, I think, the, miles per hour. Goodyear, actually Bell Tire, good, yeah. has a good Goodyear, a good chart on here from Goodyear. Oh, cool! That shows your speed rating from A to Z. Nice. Um, and actually, a, a Z-rated tire can go 186 mile an hour plus. Okay, it's 186. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah. That, that one, that one tire we're talking about, it's an 89H. Yeah. That one. So, so your your um, you know, your old Geo Metro probably doesn't need Z-rated tires. No, it's not going to go 186 <laughs> miles an hour. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but that's all I got on the, the pre-checks and tires. And okay, That was perfect. a good segment. I like that a lot. All right. Um, okay, before we get into our last couple topics, a uh, little, little fun question. little fun question here. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Now, if Armageddon broke out, okay, uh, which, you know, some people talk because of, you know, stuff that's going like, on in the like world the, today. Like but the movie? No, 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 no. Not the movie. I'm like, talking... Like a meteor coming at the world and we got to send... No, it. I mean like, you know, like society crashes and, okay. you know, just the whole planet just so goes... So Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, there you go for you Walking Dead fans out okay. there. There you go. Yeah, kind of like that. What would be your vehicle of choice if something like that happened? Now, are we talking stock or is this something I can build because I think it's going to happen well, well, let's see. If the Armageddon happens, usually you might not have those resources. So, so it's what get- well, I'm just saying. I, I, oh, if you were getting ready for if, it, because you know, there's the doomsday preppers. Yes, there's people that are ready for that happening. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but they they're have, ready for they it. They have the bunkers. But you know, ready to go. Are, are we talking like I found out that there was a chance it could happen in three years, so I built one? Or are we talking I got to go buy one today? No, you go buy one today. Today, yeah. stock, stock as it is. Okay, I got a couple. You got a couple. I can't name one off the. I okay. Mean, if I had to narrow it down to just one, just because of the size, what it can do. It's versatility. And the versatility, yeah. exactly. What it can do and what it's capable of, what it's meant for as of right now. Mm-hmm. Hummer H1. Hands down, Any yeah. year, 
I don't care I, if it's I completely the, agree with you. I don't care if it's the gutless 6.2 diesel, yeah. the gutless 6.5 diesel, yeah. or the decent 6.6. Yeah. Um, I, I don't care what it is. I, I just that car is meant for war. Yeah. It's meant to carry troops at yeah. high speeds through battle zones and yeah. get shot at. I, I even think that the cab is uh, uh, slightly bomb proof, isn't it? If I, if I remember. The newer models, I believe. Yeah, newer model is. But um, one thing I was, because I, I worked at a Chevy dealership, what I always thought was pretty interesting about them. The brake rotor is actually on the axle shaft. Whoa. It's right on the differential. Is it really? So to do a brake job, you have to actually pull the axle shaft down. <laughs> to change. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you have to, uh, it is on the differential. Wow. It's kind of like a diff brake, but it's not. Yeah. It's actually for the wheels, but they have it mounted up there under a cage. To keep it protected. Wow. It's insane. That's so, why so, I'm saying it's yeah. ready. So it really is an Armageddon vehicle. Yeah. An apocalypse vehicle ready to go. If I had to not name off a couple, you know, runner-ups, if you will. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, 97, or I guess 95 to 90, yeah. 97. F-350 with okay. a 7.3 turbo diesel. Oh, yeah. Just, you got, it, it, it's the most, one of the most bulletproof diesel engines ever been made. Yeah. You can't. Hurt that engine coming from the Ford guy. Coming from the Ford guy. Yes, <laughs> that's an international. Which yes. this is the one bright shining star of their their career. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Next one to be a first gen Cummins. Okay. Dodge Cummins. Yeah. Um, with a P pump, you know, just basically like carbureted engine. It's just no electronics. Just ready to go. You got to actually pull the valve to shut the fuel to get the engine to turn yeah. off. Because electronics don't matter. All you need is a ground and a, uh, a power for your <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. That's all you need. And uh, just because uh, when I when I think Armageddon vehicle, I'm thinking simplicity. You know, I'm thinking something that's easy. Um, doesn't doesn't need computer to work on it. Yeah. But if I want luxury, okay, I would have to go with the Mercedes Benz G63 six by six. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> if I, if oh. I need some luxury in my life, yeah, okay. then that take over. Okay. I, I I want to uh, go through this Armageddon in a, uh, a hotel luxury. Yes. <laughs> Um, just a couple off the top of my head. Raptor. Yeah. Any body style, any any range. Right now, yeah. And then the Toyota Hilux. Yeah. And Top Gear. Yeah. Destroyed I, yeah. that thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. From from uh, being sunk in the ocean. Caught it on fire. Ran into a tree. Dropped a trailer on it. Yeah. And dropped on top of a demolition building. Yes. They, they put on top of a building <laughs> and demolish it. Yes, that's right. So, uh, okay. Uh, so that's all you got? That's all I got. All right. Uh, for me, uh, okay, Hummer H1, obviously. I think that was... You know, absolutely amazing. The Toyota Hilux, again, another amazing vehicle. Um, my last two, I would go with a older Land Rover. Um, like a Discovery? Land Rover Discovery? Yeah, like Land Rover Discovery or something. Just because it is, by, I mean, next to the Hummer, is one of the best off-road vehicles you can get. A little funny thing. Okay. Have you ever seen the episode where... Uh, Hammond gets winched up the side of a dam. And yes, yes. Under the Land Rover. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> he legitimately is scared for his life. No, I know. And that's what makes that episode so funny. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, you're right. Um, so, so an older Land Rover, just because of their versatility capabilities, it's just absolutely phenomenal vehicles. Um, and then if I'm sticking to the more of the road and not going so much off road, you're not going to believe this. I'm going to go with an. I would go with a roughly a 1978. Mercedes Benz 300 CD. It's the a non-turbo diesel. Naturally aspirated inline five diesel. I mean, dude, that is. I mean, that is the vehicle that will run on literally just about anything you put in the tank. Well, almost anything you put in the tank. So yeah, well, it's one of the diesels that were um, 
you know, built to work on oil and yeah. corn. And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anything and everything under yeah. the sun. So, um, okay, all right, and, uh, all right, well, to, uh, to close this in. Time uh, crunch, time crunch. Time crunch, yes. Um, we are going to go over the top ten sports cars that you can buy for under $10,000. Ooh, this is a good topic. I like this. Yes. Is, uh, who's this according to? Well, you know, this is for those. This is for that guy who you know you're looking for a you know either like a track car that you can build from mm-hmm. something that's you know kind of halfway decent, um, or maybe someone who like look, I don't want to spend forty, fifty thousand dollars on a sports car. I want something that can still kind of run with a pack, but I'm not spending astronomical amount of money on it. So it could be like a budget build, but still have some creature comfort. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, for number one on the list, I know you'll love this. It's a 2003 Mustang Mark One. Shake her hood. Shake yeah. Her hood. Love it. Yeah. Uh, second is a 2000 Chevy Corvette. Yeah. yeah you I know. can see that. The LS1 engine, V8 power. I mean, you know. Yeah, the LS1s. You can, I mean, it, yeah. you guys know I'm a Ford guy. This pains me to say it. You can make stupid horsepower just by slapping a turbo on that engine. It's, yeah. rit- it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, the next would be a uh, one of my favorites is a 2000 Z3 Roadster BMW. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. bad. Uh, next would be a again here with the LS engine, a 2002 Camaro Z28. Um, that was before they got really big and ghastly. And Wasn't that the catfish body style? Is that what, they, is that what they call it, catfish? Oh, I guess with with I the eyes, it. it looks like a catfish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one would be a 2001 Porsche Boxster, yeah. and, and not the S. It's okay. just, a, just a Boxster. Let, let me erase that. <laughs> this is the top nine sports <laughs> cars. <laughs> Under oh, $10,000. Those poor Porsche guys, man. Sorry. It's, it's not nothing against Porsche. It's just that Boxster is... Yeah. It's, I don't know. Again, it, it's, it's... This it's, is personal preference. I'm yeah. not saying that you guys are, you know... It's, it, it's the Porsche say, I've got a Porsche, but I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> if you want a flat before for the cheap, buy a Subaru. I mean, uh, you're right. <laughs> um, 2000 Honda S2000. Yeah, the the only sensible car Honda ever made because it's rear-wheel drive. Rear-wheel drive, yeah. And I have to say, the S2000 is a pretty cool car. Yeah. Because it's the variety you could, you could do with it. It's rear-wheel drive already. Yep. Have you ever opened the hood on an S2000? Oh, yeah. It's, it's... You could fit a family yes. under the hood and still have room for the v, the, the VTEC yeah. engine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you could put a 2J. Although I was, never, uh, I, was, I was never a fan of the fact that you put the key in the ignition, you turn it to the on position, then you hit the push to start. <laughs> I was never a big fan of the interiors in general. I was like, what's the, the point The of gauge that? cluster. I yeah. Wasn't, yeah. I wasn't a fan nah, of that. No, but no, actually, no, really interesting car, cool actually. Cool. Yeah. Uh, next one on the list is a 2004 Mazda Speed Miata MX-5. I can see that. Miata. You know, fun, light, nimble. Yeah. You know, um, I believe the MX-5 was turbocharged. Perfect track car. Yeah. I mean, nice. Slap a cage on it and go. Yeah. Cage <laughs> and, you know, maybe some, bring a couple of spare uh, brake pads and yeah. tires with you and you're ready to go. Um, next one would be a 2004 Acura RSX Type S. Okay. Um, you know, hey, I mean, you know, for the front-wheel drive fans, I know you can make those pretty quick. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I believe they came with the... They're actually pretty quick stock, to be honest. Yeah, no, they are. Actually, uh, 200 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah, 200 horsepower. Light car. Light car. Yeah, light car. I mean, you know, do, do some suspension on it and uh, tune it. I mean, yeah, you can... No, slam it. No, don't slam it. Slam it on it. Function yeah. over fashion, Travis. Function no, over fashion. Slam it. I don't no, care no, no, what no. you have to say. We're not doing hovercraft over here. Sorry. <laughs> um, I know one of our personal favorites. Well, maybe not so much yours, but 2002 Subaru WRX. Oh, the bug eye. 
Yes. See, I love the WRX. I'm just not a big fan of the bug eye. Yeah, the bug eye. Yeah. I know I'm weird because everyone else loves it. Yeah. But I, I just don't like the bug eye. <laughs> and then the last one. Now this is this is funny because it's the oldest car on the list for being under ten grand, which it really surprises me. That thing is twenty years old. It's finally under ten grand. Yes, that's what blows my mind. A 1996 Nissan 300ZX Turbo. Still a beautiful car. It's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, it's a beautiful car. Fair lady. Um, I think it still gets from uh, let's see, 0 to 60 in uh, just under like 5.5 seconds. So, so Ford Fusion does? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess. I'm not trying to hate on so, it. It's, 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 I love the car. Th- $34,000 Ford Fusion or a... Uh, $10,000 300ZX. That's true. You know what that I mean? It's true. So, uh, lots of potential there too. So, let me throw a question at you, sir. Okay, go on then. You have a $10,000 check in your hand. Okay. All these cars are sitting in front of you with the titles on the hood and the keys and the ignition. What do you want? Which one do I go with? Out of these ten. Well, oh. these nine. Remember this top nine. Oh. I would go only because it's where my heart is. I would go with the 2000 Z3 Roads to BMW. You go, you go on M? Yeah. Okay. Mine, I, I'd have to, it'd have to be a tie. And I know this is coming as a huge surprise. Well, well, well it can't be a tie because you said you have to pick one. Okay. If I'm picking one, I'm going the WRX. Really? The bug eye. Really? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. You wouldn't go to the Mark One Mustang. Eh, I'm trying to be different today, Johnny. Trying to be different. Trying to be different. Oh, trying not well, let that tattoo wear. Eh? No, it's it's <laughs> it's not, not nothing against the Mach One. I love the Mach One. It's a beautiful car. Mm. But if I'm going to pick an 03 Mustang, I'm going Terminator. Right. Uh, SVT Cobra. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's that's not playing around yet. Yeah. yeah. And I've always wanted to buy a Subaru. I've yeah. always wanted an Impreza. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'd go with the bug eye out of that list. Alrighty. Well Let's then. close it out. Okay, well, uh, so that concludes the show. Um, I would like to say thank you, everyone who's listening out there, uh, ladies and gents. Um, please head us up on any of the uh, media websites that we have. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and email us. Questions, comments, concerns, reviews. Please, please. We would like some because in that way we know we, how to make the show better for our listeners. Yes. Tell us where we're lacking. We want to know. Yes. Because without you, we won't. We'll just be two guys. That just think we're doing a great job. Yeah. So <laughs> so please, please give us some, uh, give us some um, constructive criticism and uh, we can help make the show better and uh, more um, uh, informative to you, the listener. And just as a quick reminder, the gearhead review at gmail.com. That's all I got. How about you? Um, no, that's, uh, that's All right. it. All right. Have high fun. five. Woo! See you next week. See you later. Woo!